This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. This is your call to action. Get prepared, America. Economy, survival, energy, disasters. This is USAprepares.com. Informative radio, educational radio. Interact now by emailing instructor at USAprepares.com or text at 434-390-7953. Class, please take your seats. Now, your instructor, Vincent Finelli. <laughs> and we're all set. Hour number two of USA Prepares. Bert's with us. Hey, Bert, um, yeah. I, I just wanted to mention uh, Pastor Joel Olstein. I uh, wanted to thank uh, everyone who sent in their contribution or donated in person because I actually broke down on, in tears. Uh, on stage, because uh, the $100 million loan that he took out to convert the NBA stadium into a Texas megachurch has been paid off after just 19 years. And he said, quote, it's because of your face faithfulness, end quote. Wow. Isn't that great? Uh, he paid off the yeah. $100 million loan. Yeah, how's the fun going for USA Prepares? Are you kidding me? <laughs> we have zero money. And and, and actually, we <laughs> we uh, actually teach uh, as volunteers. Now, of course, he doesn't teach as a volunteer. He's compensated well, jets, jet sets around the, the, the country. And also, uh, there was a massive flood in Texas, and people were really in danger. And they wanted to, they showed up at his church, and they wanted shelter from the uh, storm. And he said, Yeah, I think he turned them br- away. They. They weren't. Uh, they weren't they properly clothed. Uh, so much right. for give us your masses and your. Wow. Yeah, I heard about that. Yep. Yeah, that's the guy. That is the guy. Hundred million dollar. Hundred million dollar loan. He's grinning from ear to ear. He's got his. Uh, oh, really expensive uniform on. Uh, he's. Uh, they've got an oriental rug right there in the mega church, um, and unbelievable. Unbelievable. Are, are are you saying, Vince, that uh they have uh a little bit more funding there than uh well, let's say the Finelli Cattle Ranch or USA <laughs> Yeah, farmers far, class. Yeah, far, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Farmers are struggling. Um and uh you know, nobody's helping us. Nobody I mean nobody. I, I've even uh, approached the uh, uh the county government. You know, they they give free money to to Nonprofit organizations. And I said, well, here's what we'd like to do. We'd like to train people on how to become self-sufficient right here in person. Now we can't help you. They give money to the undeserving and those who actually are trying to do something. They really do not want to help people become self-sufficient. They yeah. do not and want to educate people. Yeah, and it's not free money, Vince. Of course, it's our money. It's, it's stolen. money. It's stolen money. And, and the reason I say it's stolen is because if you don't volunteer to give it to them, they'll take your house. Yeah. They'll arrest they you. Right. And when they want more, they just print it. Correct. Which is more stolen money. 
by by devaluing the currency that's already in circulation. And, yeah. and by the way, Bert, that's you know they t- they've never used the term in the mainstream media um, inflationary theft. What they've they've used the term quantitative easing. Now I know that you have studied economics formally. You actually have. A, uh, a certificate that says you've passed the tests and you you did all the things required to get your master's in business administration. So you had to study finance and economics, just as I did. And nowhere in our education was the term quantitative easing used, which really yeah. means turning on the printing presses, increasing the number of digits, increasing the number of... Uh, Frauds, Federal Reserve Accounting Unit Dollars, F-R-A-U-D-S, Federal yeah. Reserve Accounting Unit Dollars. Nowhere did we learn that. Yeah, uh, and I don't want to go through all the steps, uh, probably beyond this class, but basically it is boiling down to just printing money. And the reason we get away with it is we do have the world's reserve currency, and to some extent you can do that a little bit, but uh, it's you know it obviously... We pushed it to its limit. That's why we saw inflation the last few years. The Federal Reserve's trying to correct it by raising interest rates, but a painful way to correct it, it would have been nice not to have printed all that money and then not have to abnormally raise interest rates. And, you know, I've even put forth the fact that raising interest rates in itself causes inflation because you look at how apartment houses and people that are renting offices, how they price their rent. They look at their cost to service their mortgage. So when that interest rate goes up and their cost to service the mortgage goes up, they raise the rent. So uh, I don't believe, even though we were taught that, Vince, I don't believe raising interest rates is really the way to cure money. I think it's like uh, some economists have said, it's you're printing too much money, period. And that's ultimately the cause of inflation. No matter what else you say or do, if you print too much money, you're going to cause inflation. It's just as simple as that. And and what they really never taught us, Bert, was that if you look at the current amount of uh, currency in supply, the money supply, they didn't print the currency necessary to pay the interest on the money supply. So they have to print every year more to allow people to pay the interest on the money supply that's already there, which requires next year to print more, more, more. And that's why the dollar went from being worth a dollar in, let's say, oh, 1930, well, let's say 1930, to where a dollar is worth a little less than two cents right now. Yeah, and and Vince, you, you can't look at it as what the dollar's worth in other currencies because to the extent we do it in the United States, other countries do it even worse. So all those countries deflate. So the, the best way to look at it, and, uh, you know, it's not perfect, but the best way to look at it is in the price of gold. Because gold, uh, you know, it doesn't earn anything per se, but uh, it historically over any time, any long time period has uh, kept up with inflation. So that's probably the best metric is just, you know, track the 100-year or 200-year price of gold, and you can measure inflation that way. That's probably as good a way as any. Uh, and again, you can't just look at other currencies because, you know, almost every country has been printing money. And uh, it's just the way, you know, it's almost like uh, 
you know, it's like uh, drinking or something. You can't stop. So they just keep printing money. As you say, we're now printing money to pay the interest on the money we printed and we loaned. And then some of that money was, uh, well, you know, people consider U.S. debt safe. Some of that money was borrowed by the Chinese. Uh, or, I'm, I'm sorry, they they loaned it to us, so we borrowed it from them. So, um, Vince, it's a mess, but uh, we're not going to solve it here in class, Vince. But uh, we do have a news story, which uh, I know you wanted to get to earlier uh, in past classes. And, uh, Vince, um, let's cover it now. It has to do with what I think is the second most powerful law of the universe, the law of unintended intended consequences, and that's what we're looking at now, Vince, for, uh, well, for power transformers, for power lines. We don't right, have... So let's, okay, so here's the way it works, class, is that power generation station uh, generates electricity, but to transmit it uh, through the power lines, the there are tremendous losses. So the way you overcome those losses is to boost the voltage way up into the thousands of volts. Then you transmit over those high-tension power lines, and then you reduce it at the local substations. And then you reduce it again when you get closer to the end user. So there are multiple transformers that are involved to boost the, the voltage up and then reduce the voltage down and then down again. So, Bert, what's the problem with the transformers? Well, here, here's the problem, Vince, is uh, it, it really began in 2018, and... The current administration, uh, Trump administration, put tariffs on all kinds of Chinese products. And everyone's thinking, well, you know, stuff made in China, we should make it here, whatever. So, as usual, the bureaucrats figure, we'll just pass this ordinance or pass this tariff. So they put tariffs on all kinds of stuff from China, including Vince power transformers, where, well, Vince, that's pretty much where they were coming from. I mean, there's a few come from Europe, but we just weren't making enough. So they weren't thinking ahead. They, I guess they thought a magic wand would wave and somebody in the United States would start making those transformers. Well, it takes a while. I mean, and, uh, 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 you know, right now, since it still hasn't cured itself after that many years, and 75% of all electric utilities now are facing problems with sourcing power transformers and the ones that aren't are probably because they don't need them (laughs) for whatever reason so vince it's an absolute mess there's literally huge complexes building complexes homes that cannot be completed because they cannot put the power transformers as you said that bring the voltage down to supply to your home or to your business they can't get the transformers. It's a huge backup. It's a huge mess, Vince. And uh, two days ago, the industry, of course, the people think money solves everything. They're pushing for $1.2 billion from the U.S. government to solve the problem. It's in spending passed and uh, uh, that, that's going through right now. Uh, it's basically backed by American Public Power Association as an electric grid-wise alliance, leading builders of American National Association of Home Builders, and the National Electric Manufacturers Association and the National Rural Electric Cooperative. So they are 
going to get this $1.2 billion, which I guess presumably is going to go to building factories and, and uh, building these transformers. But, uh, again, you know, you pass the bill, then how, how long does it take to get some transformers on a truck being delivered to the housing development that can't be completed because they need these transformers in order to literally complete the electric connection to these brand-new homes that are being built. Uh, so it's a mess, Vince. So, Bert, let's just talk about transformers for a minute. So there are standard transformers to go from, let's say, the the power lines that run up and down the roads, and there's one of these cylindrical can transformers you know, per house, right on the pole, right outside the house. So it steps down the high voltage, uh, to, let's say, a couple hundred amps worth for each house. So each house has one. And I'm talk, talk about uh, you know rural America and uh, uh, suburban America. So the transformers are kind of common. They're kind of standardized. But then the other transformers that are the higher voltage transformers that are at substations, they're unique. They, there's like one of them. So for that yeah. very location, there's just one. There's no transformer store. There's no transformer warehouse that you can say, yeah, I, I want to model one, two, three. You know, just like the one you sold us 30 years ago. We need one yeah. of those. Yeah, they don't, they don't there's have another. Any. Yeah, there's another wrinkle in it too, Vince. I'll get into that after the break about the type of transformer that they are expecting to put in, uh, and the fact that it's under surface level transformers. That's a whole different animal. It's a different animal from the above ground transformers. Yeah, there's cooling that has to happen with these transformers, and there's corrosion that happens underground, and it's complicated. It's not very straightforward. It's a mess. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the mineral doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the mineral doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at teamg'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at teamg'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. teamg'day.com. teamg'day.com. 
Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Pencils, paper, notebooks, iPads. Class is now in session. USAprepares.com. Educational radio. Set your memory to high power. Your USAprepares.com instructor, Vincent Finelli, at the controls. Class Burt's with us in California, and we're talking about the supply chain, specifically uh, transformers to... uh, raise or lower the voltage required uh, for electricity to get to your home or business or place of work. It's a normal component that goes on any power system. It's, uh, uh, you know, the, if you looked at how it's all laid out, it hasn't changed in 125 years, how they do it. You need, you need to boost the voltage up. And then as you start rounding the power to the neighborhoods and the developments, you bring the voltage down, and it's those transformers to bring the voltage back down that, uh, well, there's a huge shortage of. Yeah, and, and, and they work pretty much in the same way they have, you know, for over 100 years. You have an iron core, and you have some copper windings. And, Bert, you know, one of the things that's not talked about with electric vehicles is um, the heat, the heat that is dissipated um, because if the heat were not dissipated through of the transmission system, meaning the wires, the wires get hot. Classic. The wires between the power poles, you know, strung from pole to pole to pole in the air, they get hot. The reason they're not insulated is the insulation would burn off them. They get that hot, and sometimes uh, you know birds can't land on them because the wires are too hot. So the transformers get hot too, literally. If you if you have a stereo system and and you look inside the the you know a vintage stereo system you'll see a transformer in there, a power transformer, and um, the heat that comes out is because electricity is moving within that stereo receiver or that television set that you have, whatever it is that you're using that uses electricity. Heat 
is generated by the movement of electricians, ele- electrons through the electrical system. And the, the bottom line is we don't talk about the heat that we are polluting the planet with as a result of distributing and generating electricity and using electricity. Right, Bert? We don't talk about that. Yeah. No, that, that's correct, Vince. So, so what's happened is, especially in California, they're pushing everybody to use more electricity, but at the same time, they pass these ordinances saying, well, we don't really like the look of the power lines. We want the power lines to be buried. So what had happened is, in a lot of these developments now that literally cannot, they cannot have people move into their homes because they can't supply electricity to them. What happened was they specified below-surface transformers, and it turns out when you put the transformers below ground, they're built differently. They need different insulation, different packaging, and it's those transformers in particular that you just cannot find right now. They're back-ordered until uh, six months into this year and into next year. So uh, it's easy to say, oh, you know, we don't like the look of the electric lines. you got to bury everything. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, power can be delivered underground. You just have to use different type of insulation and different type of packaging. But plan ahead and find out, you know, what are the lead times and, you know, maybe have some communications with the suppliers so they can anticipate that there's going to be some orders for these parts. And apparently, as simple as that sounds, Vince, that just wasn't done. And uh, these transformers are just delayed. It's happened at a hotel in San Francisco. It's happened at some new developments in uh, housing developments in Northern California. And, again, they're specifying all this construction be below-surface-level transformers, but it turns out that you need different different insulation and different type of packaging. So it's not so much, you know, you you say, is there a copper shortage? No, you know, you can, copper's available in the international market it's what goes into manufacturing those transformers and some of the other parts and minerals or components and that go into the insulation and the packaging you talk about uh, lack of communication so in marshfield missouri you know down the road from us they put in a really nice road road was never there so they, they built a brand new road and this thing is magnificent it is, it's gorgeous, it's smooth, and it took a long time to build it, you know, a couple of years. And they paved it, and then as soon as they paved it, they started digging it up, because they realized that they needed to put power lines across the road, underground. So they dug up a brand new road, put trenches in it, and then they patched the road. And, and a whole bunch of places. And then they realized that, well, maybe they need to have drainage. So they put drainage pipes under the road. So they took a brand new road and destroyed it. That's what we do in the United States. Now, this, that's what's happening in the good times. Now, imagine what happens when the bullets start flying and we're in a war. Imagine what that's going to be like and trying to buy things and supplies and transformers. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. 
The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. U.S. lawmakers are approving another stopgap spending package that officially keeps federal agencies funded through early March sending the measure to the White House for President Biden's signature late Thursday. The House approved the shutdown averting legislation just hours after the Senate's relatively speedy passage. Audio from the 911 call to send Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin to the hospital January 1st, a top aide asking for discretion. Can I ask, can the ambulance not show up with lights and sirens? Um, We're trying to Mm -hmm. remain a, a little subtle. In that recording obtained by CNN, the dispatcher explains that ambulances usually turn off lights and sirens sirens on residential streets. Austin was treated at Walter Reed Hospital earlier for prostate cancer. The White House, Congress, and the National Security Council were not informed until days later, which has drawn intense criticism from members of both parties. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946. 
Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best, complete, nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Oh, I don't know, there's something happening. Oh, this is going to be sliding. One or today's hot. Take my- when you go to the DC, for two seconds. Class is back in session. Turn up the volume. USAprepares.com with the original survival economist, Vincent Finelli. So, Bert, it's not just one area that is um, experiencing the shortage of transformers. I, I know that here in Missouri we're experiencing them as well. And uh, I think I think it's the statistic Worldwide. is somewhere... Go ahead. Worldwide, Vince. That uh, means supply chains are international now. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the transformers don't come from this country. So our electric grid correct me if I'm wrong, is dependent on foreign countries to supply us with the parts we need to uh, build and maintain our electric grid, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's correct, Vince, and we brought it up in another context that's much more serious than this. If we ever have a major loss of the power grid, of the national power grid, and these transformers, and there's some other transformers, some higher voltage transformers as well that there's a shortage of, uh, Vince, yeah, they're made in China, they're made in uh, Germany and, and other parts of Europe, and we just, uh, we're trying to build more here. As I said, there's this bill uh, which is going to uh, fund some manufacturing of these transformers, but Vince, they're, they're, uh, it, it's just, we turns out to be dependent on getting these transformers from other countries, and, you know, everybody wants them now, so... It's, uh, it's, it's a big problem, Vince, and, uh, um, you know, you, you stop and think, how did we get to this point? It doesn't seem like it's that hard to solve. Just manufacture more transformers. Yet uh, the industry hasn't been able to do that. So do you think, um, you think they use electricity in Gaza? Of course they uh, did. Of course they yeah. did. And so what they did. Well, here's what I'm saying. The world is allowing infrastructure to be blown up. That's what war is all about. War is blowing up the other guy's country. That's what we did in World We as you know, humanity or the lack of humanity in World War One, World War Two. That's what we're doing right now. We're blowing up infrastructure. It's insanity. 
Yeah. Absolute, yeah. absolute insanity. You know, as an engineer, I like to see construction, design, and building, not, uh, not destroying. Then there's another story we have to cover in class, and it's obviously it's been in national news, but with the cold wave that's passing through the country, and I know you had it out there, Vince, in, in your neck of the woods, uh, literally your neck of the woods, and it's uh, passing to the East Coast right now, huge freezing, and we've talked about it before, Vince, but the EVs are creating a huge problem with, uh, well, the charging stations, they, there's abandoned cars there. Since it's a little bit of a paradox, because in order to charge an EV, you have to have it at a certain temperature. Now, when you start charging the EV, the battery heats up. And if you can get it started, it'll charge fine, because it generates its own heat. In fact, EVs actually have antifreeze. People probably don't believe that, but you have antifreeze in an electric vehicle. It's not for the motor, which is very efficient. It's for the batteries. So you actually have coolant to cool down the batteries when they're undergoing rapid charge because of all the heat generated. But Vince, if you can't get the charging started, there is no heat. The batteries will not take a charge, not to mention some of the actual charging stations have shut down because of the extreme cold. So Vince, it's a nightmare all across the country. And uh, people literally have just abandoned their Teslas and get an Uber to get home because they're just, they, they limp over to the charging station, then they can't charge them, and they're just abandoning them there. And of course, that clogs the station for the next guy, and uh, Vince, it's, it's playing out all across the country. I think we've all probably seen it at times the last few days on the national news, and the solution is probably, well, you would say less electric cars. I would say, uh, well, obviously, uh we don't have these problems in, in a gas-powered car, but also I don't think they designed the charging stations correctly because once <laughs> you get in, you can't get the cars. You know, how, how do you remove, you know, what do you need, a giant car puller to pull the car out of there so someone else can park in that spot? Bert, I think you mentioned, I, I might say, fewer electric cars. No, I would say no electric cars, no yeah. electric trusses, uh, buses, no electric uh, trucks. No, no electric uh, vehicles. I, I think, it, Bert, uh, Greg was on just before you. I, I don't know if you heard this or not, but we're talking about the electricity we use here at the farm. And uh, we can run our farm, as I said, many, many, many times, uh, 33 kilowatts a day, which is the same amount as the average home in the United States of America. Not a mega mansion, just the average home uses about 33 kilowatts a day. And it would take about 100 kilowatts to charge an electric vehicle from empty to full. Okay, 100 kilowatts, three days worth of electricity. And what I mentioned on class today, I just did a real quick, simple arithmetic problem. So if I were to uh, say, okay, I'll, we'll just we'll scale down the farm and we won't use hardly any electricity at all, and we'll use just half, half of what we normally use, which is we are very efficient here. I, we couldn't run it on half. But if we did and we said, okay, we'll save half for some visitor who came over here with an electric vehicle, and we wanted to fully charge that electric vehicle. If we saved half the electricity for the electric vehicle charging and ran the other half, uh, or used the other half for our farm, it would take six days, almost one week, to charge an electric vehicle. One week's worth of electricity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, people don't realize the enormous drain on the power grid for going to uh, EV-based 
transportation system. And since we've talked about it before, the argument in favor of EVs is stronger the smaller the vehicle you're talking about. So when they're talking about making the snow plows electric like they did a year ago in New York, I mean, what a disaster. They couldn't get them to plow the, they, they, you know, they were converting uh, trucks that were already EV into snow plows and uh, just didn't didn't work meant they couldn't perform in the snow there the power wasn't there not to mention the charging difficulties so here's here's a question to think about class so let's say you're in a city like new york city you know tall skyscrapers you don't see power poles running up and down the road do you it's all underground all of it so let's say we have a taxi company that says yeah we're, we're going to follow the the uh, california mandate we're going to go all electric no gas-powered taxi cabs how would they get these heavy, massive power lines to the charging station when all the infrastructure, the sewer pipes, the water pipes, the gas pipes, the electric pipes, how are they going to get that electricity to the charging station? How are they going to do it? Yeah, you, you can't, Vince. I mean, the only way to do it in any type of efficient manner would be to replan the city, rebuild the city, and plan from the start that you're going to have a massive electric grid running through the town or the city. You just can't retrofit that kind of stuff. I mean, and, and you look at some of these cities, the, the current electric infrastructure is falling apart, let alone trying to increase the current capacity of it. That's uh, kind of madness, Vince. So, um, you know, if the new city designing it from scratch, and, you know, China's growing very fast, they're designing a lot of their new cities to be electrified and seems to work a little better, but uh, New York going electric for the taxis, I just uh, can't see it happening, Vince. You know what worked really good as electric vehicles, Vince? Do you remember slot cars? They work pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had an HO slot car, had a little they, tiny electric motor. That thing would probably, well. probably would go, you know, at scale, I don't know, two, three hundred miles an hour. Yeah, and, and they were indestructible, too. You'd fly off the track <laughs> into the wall and pick it up, put it back on the track. Yeah, just like Teslas. That's, that's what you can do with them, right? Oh, no, you can't do that. Uh, not <laughs> it's funny how things don't scale the way, uh, the way you'd like them to. Right. You're absolutely Maybe right. that's what the planners thought, Vince. They, they played with slot cars as a kid, and they thought, let's just make this into big cars. And, uh, uh, and, and by the way, they are planning freeways where they have electric rails where your car or your bus can grab onto the rail and get electrified that way. You know, sort of similar to, say, how electric trains have worked for over 100 years. And so, nothing wrong I guess- with that. But, but uh, I guess that, that's not your average car. <laughs> so I guess what you're saying is you, you pull onto a flatbed train and your car kind of goes for a ride to the big city and it gets charged while it's on, on the way to the big city going for a ride. Well, well, well th- that, but they're actually planning freeways where there'll be uh, a way to attach to the power rail in a car. So you get into like the fast lane and there'll be uh, a power rail there that you can attach to and power that way. And what, what a great, what a great idea. They're going to do it first for buses, and then, you know, maybe in 50 years they'll have that for cars. <laughs> what a great idea. You know, eventually, if they really extrapolate this out, 
they'll have like, oh, maybe they'll dream up something. They'll call Amtrak, you know, where you take the train to work yeah. or, or a subway. Can you imagine if they thought yeah. about building a... Wow. Old is new again. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And we have wasted so much energy, Bert. It's incredible. You know, if, if the government had actually thought things through, they'd say... You can't build a building without having super insulation because it costs too much energy to heat that building. And and here's another thing, Bert. You know, um, when they change the lighting system in a building from in- incandescent lights to, to um, oh, let's LED. say LED lights, Yeah. the designers of the building use the heat from the incandescent lighting system to heat the building. So they replace the lighting system with LEDs, and they go, oh, the building's freezing cold because yeah. they forgot that the light bulbs used to heat part of the building. Yeah, I think in, in colder climates that's okay, but uh, um, getting rid of the heat, but in the, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, in the warmer climates it's okay, but in places where they depended on that heat, you're right, they didn't calculate that in because LED bulbs are, uh, and I like them, Vince, I, I have all LED lighting because ultimately when you put a light bulb, you want, you putting it in there so the power can be converted to light. You didn't want heat. Uh, although, Vince, uh, you know, I used to put a light bulb in my doghouse to keep my pup warm at night in the winter because uh, <laughs> that, it's a heater. It's a heater, Vince, and that's yeah. the, the safest way to, you know, and, and it, it, because it's bright, he knows not to put his paws on it. And uh, it's a great, you know, for class if you... If uh, you're going through this very cold temperature now and you got your pup outside and he likes it outside, but you got a doghouse for him, just put a 100-watt incandescent light bulb in there, uh, you know, put it toward the top so he doesn't normally touch it because it will burn you. But that's a heater because over 90% of that power goes to heat, not to light. That's, that's, exact, that's exactly right. And you know what you could do, Bert? If I were doing that, here's what I would do. I would take two, maybe 60-watt light bulbs, 120-volt rated, and I'd put them in series. And then each one of them would be really dim. They would consume the same amount of electricity, um, but it would be dimmer. The bulbs would last longer, and they wouldn't get quite as hot. But it would produce... That's correct, Vince, and and it's less efficient, meaning more heat gets created doing that. Right. Right. Uh, Bert, we're going into the last segment. What are we going to talk about? Well, we can talk about the disaster of wind power in 2023, worst year ever. Okay. We'll be right back. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man-aged 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man-aged 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a 
smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800 430 1891. 800 430 1891. That's By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at teamgaday.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. Teamgaday.com. Teamgaday.com. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. <clears throat> okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets. 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. No whining. 
Only expert guests and seasoned opinions. Instruction that matters. At the controls, Vincent Finelli. I wanted to mention that uh, I just walked out of the studio and into uh, the living room of our farmhouse, and uh, and we have parked there um, a refrigerator. It's not being used. It's just it's in between being moved to a, another location, and it is a gas-powered refrigerator, propane or natural gas. It can run on propane or electricity, and there's no moving parts. It's an ammonia-style uh, refrigerator. No moving parts, no compressor whatsoever. And I was just thinking about looking at that, and what a great refrigerator. But it sounds to me like that would be banned in California because it's efficient and it uses gas for refrigeration. Literally, there's no moving parts, no compressor at all. The only moving parts, there's three moving parts. One, the ammonia gas inside a sealed uh, tubing, and then the two doors of the refrigerator. Those are the only moving parts. Yeah, Vince, how is efficiency versus a uh, more traditional electric-powered refrigerator? How does the efficiency compare? I, I, th- I think it's a little bit more efficient, the, the uh, ammonia evaporative. And this is nothing new. It's just, it, it's just like uh, transformers. This thing has been around probably since the late 1800s this design, but here's what it does not do very well. It doesn't do a rapid cool down. So if uh, you yeah. come back from the supermarket and you bring a lot, of, um, a lot of food that needs to be frozen quickly, it can't do it. It takes yeah. days to cool down. That's the no. downside of it. The upside is it's really efficient. It'd be like no. having a small engine in a truck. Yeah. It works really well until you have a heavy load that you need to pull uphill. And it, no, also, really that, that ammonia, uh, wasn't Mrs. Spinelli passed out a few times from the evaporating <laughs> ammonia? <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's sealed. But, but since you've mentioned ammonia class, never, ever, ever, never mix ammonia and chlorine. Uh, you know, oh, if you, my if God. You, if you want I did that once in, in bathroom cleaner. <laughs> one had ammonia, one had, oh, my God, don't ever could, do that. It could kill you, literally. That, that's why I mentioned that. So yeah. never mix ammonia and chlorine. Never. And, and people have done it over the years. I'm, you know, one works well, the other works well. Hey, let's you know, mix them together. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Now, also, you, you need you, different plastics because you can't even, even if you decide not to use it, you can't put one into the other. Plastic container will just uh, fall apart and you got one heck of a mess. Yeah, so class, you know, I say all the time, don't believe a word we say. Well, believe this, okay? Believe, do not mix ammonia and chlorine. Don't do it. Okay, believe that. Okay, uh, Bert, wind. What's going on with wind? Yeah, well, that doesn't it, make any sense disaster. either. Yeah, re- real quick for class, it's been a disaster. 2023 was supposed to be the, the year of big wind. And from the East Coast, canceling vents off the coast of New Jersey, uh, large solar uh solar large wind powered turbines were canceled there are some that are up but uh the vast majority of what was planned has now been canceled simply it didn't pencil out vents uh elsewhere uh we mentioned that there was a native american tribe that uh won a big case and uh in this in this actual case the federal judge said you have to dismantle a power plant that had 84 turbines and all kinds of 
towers and transmission line and the, uh, well, the uh, o- Osagi tribe, and we mentioned this in a previous class, they won. It took a few years of battles, but they got the uh, judge to rule that the power plant needs to be taken down. So wind power is just not penciling out, and not to mention it the environmental issues with birds, with the whales don't like it. They don't uh, seem to enjoy swimming by these wind farms. It uh, upsets them. Somehow it sets off their navigation systems, and whales have been, uh, as we've mentioned, been showing up, uh, sadly, then uh, distressed or dead on beaches from New Jersey to Long Island. So um, we're scaling back the big wind plants that are being planned, Vince. They just they just don't make economic sense, and we've talked about the last problem of them, which is what to do when the turbine blades wear out after 10 or 20 years. They don't know how to recycle them, Vince, so they've been cutting them in halves or thirds and burying them in huge pits so our ancestors will find them in 200 years and maybe then know what to do with them. It's, you know, it's a mess. Uh, Bert, you... you... <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but you know, I was a little confused at first when you were talking about big wind uh, uh, being a colossal failure. I, I thought you were talking about the president when you said big wind. Uh, yeah, I, there's not much. Uh, we mentioned that uh, uh, they did a, a scan. You know, we have these electronic instruments, and and seven out of the nine sensors didn't even detect presence of life. <laughs> Bert, real quickly, you're an engineer. You sat in conference rooms with other engineers. You know, you look at the the, the massive stupidity that has has uh, been released by corporate America. Do the engineers sit around the table and go, "Whoa, hold it, wait, 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 what? Are you kidding? This is the dumbest idea." Do they say those things, or do they just sit there? Um, <laughs> silently and just let it happen. Do the engineers speak uh, up or not? Not not enough, Ben. And, and uh, of course, we have the World Economic Forum going on in Davos right now. What another joke. A disaster. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza! You see? Advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. Thank you. 